Time now for this week's Anderson Healy Show. Powered by Elevation, the Sun Devil's preferred home energy technology company. Hello, everyone, and happy Thanksgiving to you as we welcome you to this week's edition of the Anderson Healy Show, the Sun Devil Radio Network program that updates you on all the latest developments in ASU Sun Devil Athletics and features Arizona State Vice President for University Athletics, Ray Anderson. I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play voice of Sun Devil football, men's basketball, and baseball, and I'll be happy to serve as your co-host this week alongside of Arizona State Athletic Director Ray Anderson. How are you, Ray? Doing well, Tim. Hope you're well. Hope our uh, Sun Devil Nation is doing well and uh, ready to talk about that. Let's talk about all that's going on this week, including the upcoming Territorial Cup football game between the Sun Devils and the Arizona Wildcats that will take place this Black Friday, November 25th in Tucson. And in fact, on today's show, we're going to get some rivalry game reflections from two of the stars of the Sun Devils' 1996 Pac-10 championship football team, the team that went to the Rose Bowl that year, and a team that routed the U of A in Tucson in the rivalry game uh, in November of 1996, as former Sun Devil wide receiver Keith Poole and offensive lineman Gray Rugemer will join us later in the show to share their reflections on that game and on the rivalry between ASU and the U of A. We'll begin this week's show with this year's rivalry game coming up in Tucson this Friday, as we said, ASU and the U of A, the Sun Devils will be looking for a sixth consecutive win over the Wildcats, uh, which would extend Arizona State's longest winning streak in this rivalry since Frank Cush's Sun Devil teams won nine in a row over the Wildcats from 1965 to 1973. And if ASU does win, Ray, it would at least put a happy ending onto what frankly has been a very disappointing season of Sun Devil football. Uh, indeed, it would, uh, Tim. It's been a disappointing season. We all know that. There's a sugar coating it. Uh, but this rivalry game uh, is a big deal, uh, a really big deal. And our uh, players and coaching staff are, are getting ready. I was out there yesterday and again today at practice, and uh, they, they, they know what this means. They know the stakes. They know what it, uh, how important it is to uh, this institution, uh, Arizona, uh, state and, and certainly our football team and our program. So they're looking for that uh, six in a row. Uh, I think that's what you said it would be seven in a row, nine in a row. We want to surpass that. Uh, if we can get this one, we got a chance. So excited about this weekend's game. Now, both schools have struggled through losing seasons. The Sun Devils dropping to three and eight after their loss 31 seven at home to 23rd ranked Oregon State this past Saturday in the uh, Sun Devils home finale. The U of A is now 4-7 and seven on the year after the Wildcats dropped their home game last weekend to Washington State 31-20 to 20 in Tucson. Uh, one of the differences, though, Arizona's 4-7 and seven is already a three-game improvement over where they were a year ago, finishing just 1-11. and 11. Uh, So they have made great strides in year two under head coach Jed Fish. And they've made those strides, Ray, largely on the strength of a passing game that is ranked fifth in the nation and fueled by their quarterback, Jaden Delora, transfer from Washington State, as well as a fleet of outstanding wide receivers. So their offense will be a threat to uh, the Sun Devils' defense this uh, Friday afternoon. Yes, and uh, you have to anticipate that, and that's what we're preparing for. They've done a nice job down there uh, offensively and certainly 
their transfer quarterback from Washington State has come in and done a nice job. Uh, and so they have a formidable uh, passing attack. Our defense is going to have to be ready, uh, but I think we will. Sun Devils, on the other hand, have a running game that features X Validay, the number two rusher in the Pac-12, who last Saturday went over the 1,000-yard mark on the season. And Arizona's run defense is one of the worst in the nation, statistically speaking. So it could be a case of the Sun Devils uh, trying to run the ball, Arizona trying to pass the ball, Ray, and see which team's strength prevails offensively. Uh, I think you hit it on the head, Tim. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Uh, and so with X uh, in our running game, uh, we've got to get it done. Uh, but I don't discount our, our passing game. Uh, but to be sure, our running game is uh, our strength, uh, and we'll have to make sure we're utilizing that uh, in this contest this Friday. So, uh, yes, it's going to be uh, necessary to play your best uh, in all three phases, but we certainly have to establish that running game and be able to pass off it effectively as well. Now, with no chance of going to a ball game, the 16 Sun Devil seniors who played their final home game last Saturday against Oregon State will this week play their final games ever as Sun Devils. And what a group it is, Ray, a group that's led by those two terrific linebackers, Merlin Robertson and the guy who is uh, pun sort of intended, the heart and solely of this ASU team, linebacker Kyle Soley, playing his final game in the maroon and gold. Yes, and it's going to be emotional for Kyle and Merlin. Uh, You know how uh, dedicated they are to this program, how hard they've both worked over all these years. And and so this final outing together uh, at this level uh, will be emotional. But it means a lot to these guys. It means a lot to them. So uh, I certainly expect Kyle and Merlin. Uh, to have outstanding uh, final performances for uh, Sun Devil football this coming Friday, Tim. Now, the Territorial Cup game will kick off at 1 o'clock on a Friday afternoon in Tucson. Our Sun Devil Radio Network coverage, though, begins two and a half hours prior to that at 10.30 a.m. Friday with the Sun Devil Tailgate Show hosted by Mitch Vereldis filling in for Jeff Munn and then Jeff Van Raphorst, Kevin Turner, Engineer Sean Crespin and I will join you for the play-by-play broadcast of the Sun Devils and the Wildcats in the Territorial Cup game from Tucson at around 1 o'clock Friday afternoon. And you can hear the game in the Phoenix area on Arizona Sports. The other big news of the past week, yet another early season tournament championship for a Bobby Hurley-coached ASU men's basketball team. Arizona State put on an impressive show at last week's Legends Classic at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York, as the Sun Devils defeated Virginia Commonwealth and 20th-ranked Michigan in back-to-back games last Wednesday and Thursday nights to win the tournament championship. It's ASU's third in-season tournament title in the last six years, and the wins came in two very different types of games. Against Virginia Commonwealth, Arizona State had to erase an 11-point deficit in the final nine minutes, holding VCU without a field goal in those last nine minutes to end up winning 63-59. to And then Thursday's title game, the Sun Devils steamrolled 20th-ranked Michigan 87-62 to with a tremendous offensive show hitting 60% from the field, 11 of 19 three-pointers, two great games, Ray, and one impressive tournament championship for Coach Hurley and his team. It was uh, a, a great uh, showing back there in, uh, in, in, on the east, eastern seaboard. 
both different games coming from behind against VCU uh, was gritty because uh, I think we're down by, I don't know, 11 with eight or nine minutes to go. I think you may have mentioned that. Uh, and then to come and you just really take it to 20th ranked Michigan uh, was really quite impressive. So uh, what I really liked about it is the way they bounced back from the loss to Texas Southern uh, uh, at the tip end. Uh, you know, you, you, you wondered, are, are, are they down? Is it the same thing? And then you go to New York uh, and really put on a fantastic show uh, with – uh, contributions from just about every uh, player who really plays and gets some minutes. And, and that was impressive. So it was fun to see. And needless to say, when we beat Michigan or one of the Big Ten schools uh, who, who have a, a lot of uh, recognition coming in, 20th rank, uh, and then you go and you just beat them down, very frankly, uh, felt good. And the team and Bobby, uh, I think, really uh, – just showed well, and, and I think it's a, a preview of what we should see the rest of the season, Tim. I really do. Well, let's hope so. Uh, by the way, the 25-point win over Michigan was Arizona State's most lopsided victory ever against a nationally ranked opponent. The prior uh, margin in that category, a 22-point win over nationally ranked Xavier back in uh, December of 2007. Now, having hosted Grambling State earlier this week, the Sun Devils Return to action this coming Sunday, November 27th, a 3 p.m. tip at Desert Financial Arena against the Alcorn State Braves out of the Southwestern Athletic Conference. Again, that'll be 3 o'clock this coming Sunday. Kudos as well to the Sun Devil women's basketball team of first-year head coach Natasha Adair. They're off to a 4-0 start, the program's second 4-0 start in the last three years led by the 24-point scoring of guard Ty Skinner, a Delaware transfer. Uh, Ty scored 24 points in each of ASU's two road game victories this past week, road wins at Montana State and at New Mexico. At Montana State, the Sun Devils scored the first 20 points of the game and cruised to a 79-64 win. In Albuquerque, it was a much closer contest. In fact, the Devils erased a five-point deficit in the final two and a half minutes of regulation to force overtime. And then in OT, they won it by the score of 83-77. A great week, Ray, and a great start for ASU women's hoops. Uh, certainly, and Coach Adair uh, told us that we're going to run and we're going to score, uh, but also going to play defense, and they are certainly doing that. And, again, two different types of uh, uh, wins. Uh, you know, you, you, you stay in there, you stay in there, you stay in there. And you get it at the end in overtime against uh, New Mexico. Uh, and prior to that, you're at Montana State, uh, I believe uh, it was. And I don't think I've ever seen a, a competitive basketball game where it was 20 to zero uh, before the the opponent uh, scored. Uh, not in basketball, but sure enough, our ASU women were in that position and cruised to a nice victory. So uh, Natasha Adair is off to a good start. Uh, Ty Skinner, uh, our new exciting uh, point guard is 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 really quite phenomenal. So really proud of how they've gotten off for an old start, second time in three years, uh, and first time under Coach uh, Adair. Uh, happy for the basketball team on the women's side, Tim. Well, as generally was the case under former head coach Charlie Turner Thorne, the Natasha Adair-led Sun Devil women's basketball program will be heading to an exotic locale for a Thanksgiving weekend tournament. This year, it'll be the island of Bimini in the Bahamas 
and the Goombe Splash Tournament as Arizona State will play games this Friday and Saturday, November 25th and 26th in Bimini against uh, American University and the University of Notre Dame. So, Ray, make one last request. Can we uh, hop on the plane and join them? You know, that's not a bad place to be going uh, uh, for over Thanksgiving uh, holiday to the, the Bahamas. What do you say? Bimini is I can't even pronounce the name of the island, Tim, but I sure <laughs> yeah. wish I was on that plane heading there. But, uh, no, these are these are really wonderful uh, uh, travel and competition opportunities for our student athletes. And uh, once every four years, uh, each team is really uh, guaranteed an international uh, trip, uh, at least, so that uh, – it's a wonderful experience and good competition. Uh, so we're going to be going up against uh, Notre Dame down there. So we'll have our hands full, uh, but we'll be doing it in a great place. And we're off to such a great start. Uh, we don't lack for confidence. So it should be fun. And it'll be fun for our uh, play-by-play broadcaster, Jeff Munn, as money will be along with the women and bring the games to you on the radio, on the Sun Devil Radio Network and KAZG 1440 AM this Friday and Saturday from the Goombe Splash Tournament in Bimini. Last Thursday was really a great night for Sun Devil Athletics. We told you a moment ago about the Sun Devil men's basketball team winning the championship of the Legends Classic in Brooklyn with their stunning 87-62 win over 20th-ranked Michigan. Well, back home in Tempe on that same evening, the fifth-ranked Sun Devil wrestling team of Coach Zeke Jones knocked off number 3 Missouri in a thriller 19-17 to in the first wrestling match ever staged at the brand-new Mullet Arena on the Arizona State campus. And they did so in front of the second-largest crowd for a dual meet in the history of Sun Devil Wrestling as nearly 3,000 fans uh, packed the Mullet on uh, that Thursday night to cheer the Devils on. ASU got upset wins from Richard Figueroa at the 125-pound weight class and Jesse Vasquez at 141 pounds, while Colton Schultz, the defending NCAA runner-up in the heavyweight division, posted a major decision at the end of the evening to help clinch the win for the Sun Devils, Ray, over a good Missouri team. Uh, indeed. I think Missouri was ranked higher than we were at the time. I think we were five, and they were two or three. And uh, it was a wonderful crowd at the new Mullet Arena, our first uh, chance to present uh, wrestling. Uh, and it was it, it was beautifully done, Tim, in the, the student section. But uh, it was an upset, uh, mild uh, by our standards, because we think we when we wrestle, we, we can beat anybody in the country now. And we truly believe that. But the crowd was very vocal. Uh, it was exciting. The Mullet Arena is, is a wonderful setting, wonderful setting for wrestling. Uh, and there's just so many people. Uh, to thank and who uh, credit needs to be given for staying with it and getting that place finished and converted for wrestling was just really, really quite uh, amazing and uh, a great victory for our program. And uh, folks will be looking to come back because uh, it's it's a wonderful place to watch wrestling. Uh, and I had the I had the pleasure of watching wrestling and having the basketball game. Uh, on the TV simultaneously. So between wrestling and watching the game, uh, the Michigan game, uh, we had a, we had a wonderful night there at the Mullet Arena uh, with 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 last Thursday night, Tim. It was it was an electric night to be sure. It was a devil of an evening for sure. Now the Sun Devils are two and zero wrestling wise in dual meets, having earlier this season defeated 
21st ranked Rutgers at Rutgers 25 16. Zeke's wrestlers will next compete at the Cliff Keen Invitational in Las Vegas. That'll be coming up uh, in the first weekend of December, December 2nd and 3rd. Well, we already mentioned this year's upcoming Territorial Cup football matchup between ASU and the U of A. Coming up, we'll reminisce about Territorial Cup games past with two star members of the 1996 Sun Devil Pac-10 Championship football team. Offensive lineman Gray Rugemer will join us a little later in the show. And up next, we will hear from the star wide receiver of that 1996 Arizona State football team as Keith Poole will join us. You're watching and listening to The Anderson Healy Show from the Sun Devil Radio Network. Now, this time out. 75% of the electricity you're using is on products that are turned off. And your ceiling fan could cost you up to $5,000 over its lifetime. Sun Devils fans, you know your sports stats. At Elevation, we know the stats that can help save your wallet and the world. Visit PoweredByElevation.com and learn how our full suite of smart solar solutions can make a powerful difference today. Elevation is a proud partner of Sun Devil Athletics. Forks up, bills down. Get your forks up, Sun Devil fans, because Bar S, the number one selling hot dog brand in America, is now a proud partner of Sun Devil Athletics. From hot dogs and sausages to bacon, ham, turkey, corn dogs, and more, Bar S offers an all-star lineup of delicious mealtime and game-time meat. Grab one of the new Bar S Sun Devil sausages next time you're at the stadium and head to your nearest grocery store to score some Bar S today. Bar S, a proud partner of Sun Devil Athletics. Tempe is the place to be to catch the excitement of ASU sports. Before and after the game, Sun Devil fans can enjoy the sunny weather while paddle boarding or kayaking at Tempe Town Lake, hiking around Papago Park, dining on a patio on Mill Avenue, or enjoying a local brew while relaxing poolside at one of our great hotels. The next time you plan to catch a game at ASU, plan to play and stay in Tempe. To learn more, go to www.tempetourism.com. We'll see you in Tempe. Leadership, teamwork, sacrifice, putting life's lessons before yourself. This is Arizona State Football 2022. It's not just a point in time. ASU is part of my life. That's what makes the wins and losses personal. Down the far sideline, and DJ Taylor is going to take the opening kickoff. I'm Tim Hovick, and it's football season in the desert. We are Santan Ford. The Anderson Healy Show continues now from the Sun Devil Radio Network with Arizona State Athletic Director Ray Anderson. I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play voice of the Sun Devils, and Ray and I are glad that you joined us this week. Well, it is Thanksgiving week, and in the state of Arizona, it's rivalry week as well with the annual (laughs) Territorial Cup grudge match between the Sun Devils and the Arizona Wildcats coming up this Friday afternoon in Tucson. What better way to preview this year's contest than to reminisce about past Territorial Cup games with two of Arizona State's all-time great football players, two guys who were instrumental in one of the most dominant Sun Devil wins over the Wildcats, a 56-14 beatdown of the U of A in Tucson in November of 1996. Our first guest was a second-team Associated Press All-American in that 96 season, as well as a two-time All-Pac-10 wide receiver for the Sun Devils in 95 and 96. 
He is 12th on ASU's all-time list with his 140 career receptions. He is 6th all-time at Arizona State with his nearly 2,700 career receiving yards. After his great career at Arizona State was finished, he went on to play five years in the NFL with the New Orleans Saints and the Denver Broncos, and always great to spend a few minutes with our buddy Keith Poole. Keith, how you doing, my friend? Great to see you. Great to see you. It's good to be here. Let's reminisce, shall we? It's been a quarter century. Hard to believe, isn't it? A quarter century since you last competed in an ASU U of A football game. But I'm wondering, do the juices still flow within you on Rivalry Week each year at about this time? 100%. Yeah, they. Uh, I have to be at home during this game. I can't go to it because I'll, I'll act the fool. But I like to be <laughs> on my couch in private so I can throw things. Anything that gets near me, I throw it against the wall. So... Definitely have, still have the juices flowing. That That's amazing. Now, you were a California kid. You came to ASU from the Fresno area. What did you know about this rivalry when you arrived here, and what or who got you indoctrinated into the significance of this rivalry once you got here? I knew absolutely nothing about the rival. Obviously, I knew it was a rival. Um but for me, being from California, I was UCLA, you know, USC, or Cal and Stanford. So I knew about that. I didn't know anything mm-hmm. about this one. But it's one of those things. I couldn't give you a, like an exact answer of why I hate them so much, other than I just, I hate them, and it grew every year. You know, I was one uh, one 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 game my senior year and lost three. We um, missed field goals all close games that mm-hmm. absolutely made me sick. But I swear, even when I see a car with a, you have a license plate, like I get mad at them and I think you're that that's a bad person right there. I don't, I don't <laughs> like you. Um, so that is kind of just grown on you, you know? And then um, mm-hmm. in our game, like you, you know, said earlier, it was, it was a nasty game. There was a lot of ugliness played uh, in that game and from both sides. Uh, but they started it. they started it right they started it in that in some ways though as i'm hearing you talk in some ways isn't that what makes a rivalry game great is just that kind of intensity of feeling on the two sides absolutely absolutely i don't i find it hard to believe that there's too many other rivals that are as good as this one and as intense as this one and you know my parents my senior year was at u of a and my family went, my sister was there and people were throwing stuff at them. And during, in the bathroom, they're you know, throwing stuff at them. And it's like, these are our families. Let us battle out. You guys settle down, just watch the game. That's the one part I just ne- I never understood. But I don't know. It's a dirty rivalry. Yeah, it sure is. But I, I'm totally on board with you ever since. I've lived here now for 40 years. And uh, I've always felt that this is one of the most underrated rivalries in college football. You know, every week. All the national college writers, ESPN, people like that will start talking about the great rivalries. And they'll always talk about Michigan, Ohio State, Mm -hmm. Auburn, Alabama, and you know the list of others. But for pure intensity of feeling, uh, what what, what factors, in in your opinion, make this rivalry what it is? I think it's actually the games we played. Um, I redshirted my freshman year, so I got to take it all in and kind of see how you just – they're just different people. 
you know, and and, <laughs> and then when you got playing every year, there's something. One player would do something, and I think you can remember Richard Dice, people like that, Brandon Sanders, just poking the, you know, poking the bear. And uh, mm-hmm. I think that's what gets it so riled up is just the ugliness of it, you know. And, and like I said, our our game, I gotta admit, our game was really ugly. You know, we had people taking cheap shots and um but that's i think that's where it comes from first and then but you know i'm not from here there's people been been here for 150 years you know so it's a little bit different to them yeah for sure uh as you said uh your first three uh, cup games didn't turn out so well but your last one it was almost as if the devils unleashed a decade of frustration in that uh, saturday evening in tucson when winning 56 14 you said yeah and it was there were some ugly moments in that game what what are some of the things you remember most specifically about that contest well first of all you know it was just like any other game when it comes to we knew we we're going to beat them like 100 percent knew we were going to beat them that's that we don't normally feel like that you know sometimes oh man this team could beat us this team they were not going to beat us that night um so there was nerves for about the first couple drives and then once we started clicking, it was like, okay, game over. These guys, they, you know, done, done deal. But I remember something with Glenn Gable going down and hitting somebody on, I, I don't even remember what it was, a kickoff or something. Interception um, return. And seriously hurting like him, I remember that. Yeah. And then, you know, of course, my play where he hits me late in the end zone. But there was, there was a lot of just nasty talking and nasty, you know, late hits and grinds and twists. I do remember that. And uh, there was uh, a conversation, I think, at the end of the game between Coach Snyder and Coach Tomey during the handshake as well. Well, I, you know, you're right. I just remembered that the other day. Someone brought that up. But I don't know if you remember this. At halftime, when we were going in, someone threw a battery at Coach Snyder and hit him oh, in the man. eye. And he had blood everywhere. So that fired us up. Like, that was the dumbest thing they could have done because we were just like – you hit her coach. You, like he left, it was bleeding like all over. So, right. um, I forgot about that, and I forgot about the shake, the handshake afterwards. That was that was fun. Yeah, you one of certainly, I think one of the most iconic pictures in Arizona State football history is one of you, my friend. Right after you caught a touchdown pass from Jake Plummer in that game, you're holding your arms upward, celebrating in the face of uh, U of A defensive. I think it was Chris McAllister, wasn't it? The yeah. defensive back. Yeah. Uh, what do you remember about that moment and, and how gratifying is it to see that picture, like almost immortalize <laughs> that moment and that touchdown for you? You know, it is a really neat picture. I, I don't care who it is, but it, it's me. So it even makes it more special. But uh, <laughs> what I remember is just scoring a pretty easy touchdown. I was a skinny post. Jake threw a ball, caught it. And then I, I kind of started to relax and next thing I get hit and actually it, cracked one of my ribs, knocked the wind out of me. I was so mad. If you watch it carefully, I got up for a split second, and I wanted, I was going to throw the ball at him. And, and I remember, we got, we got the Rose Bowl to play, and I, I wouldn't be able to play in the first half of the Rose Bowl or maybe the whole game if I get kicked out of this game. So I threw the ball up and, and did that. And I still thought I was going to get a penalty. Um, and as a matter of fact, when I was running off the field, Bruce Snyder ripped me apart because he thought the penalty was on me. He's yeah, I won't, you know, say what he said, but he's like, <laughs> you guys, I go, no, coach, I was on him. So he, yeah. he was all right after that. But yeah, it was just, 
Um, I think just so much emotion in the picture. I think that's why it's uh, it taking this, you know, still around and people like it. it. It shows how much I hate him and how much he hates me in that picture. And um, it just it's just neat to see it still. Again, that's what makes a rivalry great for sure. And in fact, you had 11 touchdown catches this year, but the two I remember most are that one. And of course, you scored the only touchdown in the 19 to nothing uh, win over Nebraska uh, earlier in that season. Yeah, that was the hardest ball to catch in my career because I was so wide open. open. I I was so, you can, you watch me catch that ball. I'm nervous. And as soon as, as soon as I catch it, I relaxed. It's, I was so nervous. First of all, I didn't know if someone was just going to come hit me because I was so wide open. But uh, that was a, that was a tough catch. <laughs> the wide open ones are always the toughest ones. But uh, yeah, yeah. What what great memories those were. You know, it's no secret, Keith. It's been a rough season for your alma mater in 2022. If you were to address the team in the locker room down in Tucson Friday in the moments before the game, what would you say to the guys who will be wearing the maroon and gold and playing for Arizona State on Friday? I would tell them a lot of things, but I would tell them that nothing matters but right now, today. You know, like we used to say, one at a time, this is your last game, especially you seniors, never going to put a helmet on ever again. Go out there and play every play as hard as you can and, and have fun, like have fun. It's, 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 we're not going to a bowl game. This is the last time you're going to play. Have fun. If you're on a kickoff team, run down there, blow someone someone up, and have some fun. You know, uh, it, too bad they're not going to a bowl game, but that's not what it's about. You know, it's about this. This game is about more, more, and they'll remember this game forever. And you know, one thing, and, and I'm sure a guy like you and my my buddy Jeff Van Raphorst, who never beat the U of A. Um, would love to be in the shoes of some of these players. Kyle Soley, for instance, has a chance to finish his career 5-0 and against the University of Arizona. That's unbelievable. Like, that's, uh, you, you know, I beat him once. Actually, in our redshirt year, we, we won, but that doesn't count for me. Um, yeah, that, that's tough to to go 0-4, and uh, he's about to go, hopefully, to go five wins. That's, that's amazing. That's amazing yeah. Honey, for either side, you know. Mm-hmm. Sure is. Hey, uh, before we let you go, tell our listeners what you're up to these days. You know, I I sold my business, my my gym in Chandler. I was I sold um, to private companies, and now I'm semi retired, but I'm coaching high school football because my son is uh is playing at ACP Arizona College Prep. He was a freshman this year, had a really good year. He's a receiver. Um, he he's. He's got it, you know. He's other than his size, he's got it. But everyone told me I was too small too, you know. So that's right. Um, but that's all I'm doing right now. I'm I'm pr- kind of taking it easy, uh, get my health good, and then we'll see what happens. Well, it's great catching up with you, my friend. All the best to you. Happy Thanksgiving to you and the fam, and uh, keep in touch, buddy. Good to see you. I will. Thank you so much. Love you, buddy. That's Sun Devil All-American wide receiver Keith Poole, our guest this week on the Anderson Healy Show. Up next, we'll catch up with one of Keith's teammates as offensive lineman Gray Rugemer will join us. This is the Anderson Healy Show from the Sun Devil Radio Network. The Arizona Lottery presents a winning carol. Scratches are here to bring winning cheer for everyone over 21. For her and him, whoever likes to win. Like your dad, Bill, your best friend, Lynn, your co-worker, Jill, your cat, Mr. Phil. Your son is so, your mill and bow, and your helpful Uncle Joe. Merry, 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 merry 
This holiday season, give the gift of up to $500,000 with Holiday Scratchers from the Arizona Lottery. Saturdays are made for football, and when the game is on, we're finally off. Off-duty, offline, out of office, a cracked Coors Light is our do-not-disturb message to the world. On game day, we don't think about the 9-to-5, but worry about the 4th and 1. So this Saturday, grab a Coors Light, press play on some pigskin, and pause on everything else. Coors Light, Mountain Cold Refreshment, made the chill. Official corporate partner of Sun Devil Athletics. 2022 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. If you plan on flying on or after May 3rd, 2023, make sure you have the new Arizona Travel ID to get you past TSA security checkpoints. This credential shows a gold star in the upper right corner and is available to Arizona residents as a driver's license or an ID card. Don't risk a missed flight on or after next May 3rd. Log on to aztravelid.com for a list of qualifying documents you'll need to get your travel ID today. Vibe Check. A free afternoon on a Friday. Vibe. The party after the after party. Vibe. 3 a.m. text from your ex. No vibe. A hard seltzer with antioxidant vitamin C. Big vibe. Vizzy is a vibe. Celebrate responsibly. 2022 Molson Coors Beverage Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, flavored beer. Welcome back to the Anderson Healy Show from the Sun Devil Radio Network. I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play voice of the Sun Devils, working each week with Arizona State Athletic Director Ray Anderson to bring you the latest news in Sun Devil sports. We continue now with our football trip down memory lane as we get the reflections of a pair of former Sun Devil football greats from the 1990s. Their reflections of rivalry games past between ASU and the University of Arizona, of course, the Uh, Territorial Cup competition, the uh, Territorial Cup game of 2022, takes place this Friday afternoon in Tucson. In our last segment, we visited with uh, former Sun Devil star wide receiver Keith Poole. And in this segment, we'll hear from one of the Devils' offensive linemen on that 1996 Rose Bowl team, a fellow who was actually a three-time All-Pac-10 selection in his years at Arizona State, as well as a third-team Sporting News All-American in 1997. He then spent a decade playing in the National Football League and was a member of two Super Bowl championship teams with the New England Patriots in 2001 and the 2007 New York Giants. He also played three years for the Green Bay Packers, and he's still up in Green Bay as a member of the Packers' front office. He is uh, currently the team's director of player engagement. We're delighted to engage with former Sun Devil offensive line great Gray Rugemer. Rugi, what's going on, buddy? Looks like it's a little chilly, chilly up in Green Bay right now. Yeah, you know, it's that time of year. Snow's coming down. Thanksgiving's around the corner. So we'll, we'll, we'll stay in our 20-degree weather, 2030s, and then, you know, south of that moving forward till probably about March. So wow. put your jacket on. There you go for sure. It's great to see you. Tell us, first of all, what does your job entail as uh, director of player engagement for the Packers? Yeah, it's, uh, I get that question a lot. It's basically teaching our guys how to be pros. Uh, you know, you come into the professional system, there's a lot of money, a lot of expectation, a lot of things that guys just don't know about being a professional athlete. So try to educate them on everything that that takes. 
uh, responsibilities inside and outside of the building, expectations. You know, Green Bay is a small town. Most of our guys don't know where it is on the map when we draft them. So teaching about the culture and the expectations you know, of a small Midwestern town that is community-owned, and that's very unique in professional sports. There's not another one like it. So educating them on just the process of being a professional athlete, and that's, like I said, it's super nuts. It's HR for players, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, having passed around the league, uh, various teams, I, I think I'm well-suited for, for that role. I think you are indeed. You know, we just, as we said, visited with Keith Poole, one of your 96 teammates. Uh, I'm wondering, I'm going to probably ask you some of the same questions I asked Keith, but the first one I asked him was, even after all these years since you've been at Arizona State, uh, do the memories, the juices come flowing, the memories come rushing back to you right around this time of year when another ASU-U of A rivalry game is about to take place? Yep, Thanksgiving definitely reminds me of, you know, the Territorial Cup and the games that we played there just because it was such – no, there, there was some acrimony there between the two teams. They didn't like us. I still see the U of A logo that still bothers me. So it's not, that hasn't gone away. But just a, <laughs> a better understanding of the rivalry, you know, as we all get older, I think is, has been great. Keith said the same thing. When he sees uh, anything with an Arizona logo on it, he just get he said that person must automatically be a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> definitely judging definitely judging <laughs> for sure uh what are some of your most compelling memories from the games you played against the wildcats you know i think the one that sticks out the most is when we went off down there in tucson to go to the rose bowl uh you know we just we crushed them in all phases and you know i think he's iconic picture with uh it was a chris McAllister in the end zone kind of mm-hmm. says it all for that year just the memories of having a very close-knit team. If you weren't on our team, you didn't matter, and that was true across the board. So we, it was uh, come on, come all. We're, you know, we're standing back-to-back, and we're going to take on whoever comes through that door. So just, just the, the relationships that you build through all the way lifting, the running, the misery, the fun, you know, getting you out of practice and then, you know, loved up after a win, all those things. It kind of it really developed, I think, a lot of great football players, number one, but also great experience at Arizona State to kind of set that rivalry in the future. What was it like playing in the games in terms of the intensity, the physicality? It had to have been different from other games that you played during the course of your career. Yeah, it was, there was definitely an extra notch. Like you're going to give an extra shove. You know, you're definitely going to get after him a little bit. I think when we went down there, Pat Thompson gets thrown out the first series because we started getting into a fight, you know, throwing punches, whatever else. But there was definitely <laughs> – some some extracurriculars going on, <clears throat> maybe a little more smack talking, maybe a little, you know, this and that. But you definitely wanted to make sure that they knew who you were. When, come hell or high water, you knew you were going to play Arizona State and you were going to hit them out. What, in your opinion, made the U of A ASU rivalry so special, so intense, so hate filled? Well, I think looking back on it a little bit, U of A was really good in the 90s, you know, that Desert Swarm and all those guys. So there was a lot of expectation around U of A when we came to school. So at Arizona State, we always got taught, hey, you got to be the Wildcats. They're your in-state rivalry. And that never let up. But then U of A started, eh, they weren't they weren't great. We were kind of ascending, if you will. And it was just one of those things like, hey, that's a little brother down the road. You know, flush twice, Tucson needs the water type of attitude. <laughs> and just, you know, get, get after them because that's, this is the one – you know, if you're down in Tucson having, having some beers hanging out of there, vice versa, you want a little, you know, a smack talking going on. You want to have that upper hand. 
in that vein, I'm sure that during your NFL career that you probably encountered some ex-Wildcats in the league. And I'm guessing you probably had some as NFL teammates. I'm wondering who some of those guys were and what what were the conversations and the byplay like between you? Yeah, I played uh, I played with Teddy Bruschi in New England. I was there for three years. So I won my first Super Bowl there. And Teddy was great. We, we talked a lot of smack. He was always sore because he was on the back end of that Desert Swarm team. But, yeah, it, it, it was, it's a little different when you're on the team with, you know, guys because now you're forming a bond on a new team. You, you have history of, you know, competition type things. But it was cool. It, it was a friendly rivalry. We talked a lot of smack. And, you know, we, we bet chicken nuggets on it or whatever we did back in the day to see who see who would get it. Are you able to keep up with uh, Sun Devil football these days? It's uh, certainly been a tough year for the Maroon and Gold, but uh, they can certainly salvage some pride if they can get a win against the Wildcats on Friday. Yeah, have followed it a little bit. Uh, you know, for, unfortunately, haven't been able to get it done in that department. Uh, you know, so yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. It's been frustrating as an alumni and fan to kind of kind of see those struggles from the time that we left, even just the time I was playing. But been able to follow them. Uh, I do work with our scouting department, and we'll we'll talk about guys' character issues. If we have guys that you know throughout the college system that we want to talk about bringing in, try to find mm-hmm. as much information about them as as possible, just so we have a good idea of the character. Because it's really hard if you don't talk to them, or you don't know anyone there. So I always yeah. try to keep track of the Pac-12. I, I want to call it the Pac-10, but uh, I guess it's going back to the Pac- Pac-12, maybe Pac-10 here again before too long. <laughs> the USC and UCLA's nuttiness but we'll see college football is in a very interesting place right now it sure is that's uh, that's an understatement right now we it'll be the pack something in the next few years we just don't know what the number will be to fill in the blank but i asked keith this and i'll ask you if you were given the opportunity to address the team on friday afternoon shortly before kickoff in the locker room what would you tell those guys before they take that field to play arizona Well, uh, you probably definitely couldn't record it or play it. I tell you that uh, <laughs> it would be uh, it'd be aggressive in your face, fellas. That you know, there's no holds barred in this game. You get after people, and that's what this game is for. It's a rivalry. It's the last game of the year. It's potentially the last game of some of these guys' careers. Period. So, whatever mark you want to leave on the field, you leave it. You drop your nuts and you go. And you know, you, you swing for the fences because this is your in-state rivalry, and this is the only game you got. So, uh, you know, why wouldn't you go out there? And, you know, do what you've been coached to do. Get after those guys and make a point that you're still on the stake. And the interesting thing is, as difficult a season as this has been for Arizona State football, some of the players that are going to take the field Friday, I'm thinking one of our, our we have two terrific linebackers, Kyle Soley and Merlin Robertson, have a chance mm-hmm. to finish their careers undefeated against the University of Arizona because, ASU is seeking a sixth consecutive win in the rivalry. And I know a lot of the great veterans, guys like yourself, Jeff Van Raphorst, my longtime color partner, never was able to win a game against the U of A. And uh, how much he must envy a kid like Kyle Soley or Merlin Robertson who could end up going 5-0 and against those guys. Yeah, I'm definitely jealous. I think I, I, think I was 2-2 two and two against them. And, uh, yeah, 6-0 and against the Wildcats, absolutely, all day. I'll buy them a beer when they're done. <laughs> there you go. You grew up in Vegas uh, playing college ball in Tempe, but it sounds like life in Green Bay is treating you pretty well, huh? 
Yeah, I, other than where we're at in the season right now, uh, everything's been great. I can't complain. It's a, it's a wonderful organization to work for. They they are very storied in the history that they have here, and I'm just thankful to be a part of the organization. We, uh, yeah, you know, from Brian Gutekunst to Matt LaFleur, trying to right the ship and come out of the season with some wins, finish strong, and see where that takes us. But, yeah, I'm <clears throat> very blessed to be here. Uh, Green Bay is a great town, great community, and it's, you know, it's a college town with a pro team. What more could you ask for? Absolutely. And how do you reflect back finally on your ASU days? I mean, you were part of – I mean, we're still talking about the 96 team, you know, 25 years later. That was just a, a magical season for the ages. And you got to be a part of it right in the middle of it all. Yep, we're stuck right smack dab in the middle. I'm very fortunate. Still talk to a lot of those guys. Still take touch. There's a text here, text there, whenever we come back for Pat's run. Uh, try to get a hold of the guys, you know, go hang out for a little bit, tell stories, you know, kind of rehash some of the old days. So, yeah, I, I wish we didn't have to talk about our team. You know, in 96, I wish we were better through the 2000s, you know, the teens, everything else. I wish we had more of a uh, you know, concerted effort to be great there. But I think the, the college landscape is interesting. ASU, people look at ASU uh, from my conversations with different coaches and players. They look at more as a pass-through than as a destination spot, and that really bothers me. So hopefully we can get we can right the ship and get people that are invested in the future all across the board, you know, from the coaches to the players. Uh, just investing in the future base and really building that program out and growing it. Boy, those are some great thoughts indeed. Uh, boy, great catching up with you, Rugi. All the best to you. Happy Thanksgiving to you and the fam, and hopefully we'll see you down the line. Happy Thanksgiving, Tim. Great to talk to you. Uh, yeah, and, uh, go Devils. Hit them in the mouth. There you go. Former Sun Devil offensive line great Gray Rugemer, our guest this week on the Anderson Healy Show, along with his teammate, Keith Poole. Ray will rejoin me in a moment. This is the Anderson Healy Show from the Sun Devil Radio Network. The Arizona Lottery presents a winning carol. Scratches are here to bring winning cheer for everyone over 21. For her and him, whoever likes to win. Like your dad, Bill, your best friend, Lil, your co-worker, Jill, your cat, Mr. Phil. Your son is so, your Newman Bow, and your helpful Uncle Joe. Merry, 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 merry Scratches. This holiday season, give the gift of up to $500,000 with Holiday Scratchers from the Arizona Lottery. Your moment has arrived. Welcome to Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Bigger, bolder, and better with so much more to offer. Grab a cold drink and cool off in a cabana at our all-new resort pool. Or take a taste of the here and now with even more dining destinations to choose from, including our new rooftop restaurant and lounge, Prime, a Shula Steakhouse. It's time to own your moment. So you do you. Hey, it's Paul Calvisi, and if there's one thing all top teams have in common, it's consistent performance. And that's what you're going to find up and down the full lineup of Ford trucks and SUVs. From tailgating to towing, on the job or on vacation, Ford has the right vehicle for you with performance that never quits. See that full Ford lineup today. Just stop by your Arizona Ford dealers or visit buyfordnow.com. Proud partner of the ASU Sun Devils, Go Devils!
We're heading down the home stretch of this week's edition of the Anderson Healy Show from the Sun Devil Radio Network. Alongside of Arizona State Athletic Director Ray Anderson, I'm Tim Healy, the voice of the Sun Devils, and Ray and I are happy that you joined us this week. Well, since we did not have a show last week, we did not have a chance to talk about Sun Devil Triathlon's stunning sixth consecutive national championship. Coach Cliff English's team won yet another national title, their sixth year, their sixth title in as many years that the program has been in existence. Uh, the team won the championship on Saturday, November 12th, uh, here in Tempe, on Tempe Town Lake. And uh, ASU also produced the top two individual finishers and four of the top ten overall, as Arizona State's Amber Schleybush was the individual national champion for 2022 in women's triathlon. Her Sun Devil teammate, our guest on the show two weeks ago, Liberty Ricca, finished second in the competition. Quite a juggernaut, Ray, that Cliff English has going on in women's triathlon, isn't it? Yes, Tim, uh, six for six. Uh, and, you know, the thing we're, we're, we're proud of is that uh, uh, as one of the Division I uh, institutions, we were a real leader in getting out there and pushing women's triathlete uh, triathlon so that uh, it's now recognized going into this year as a full-fledged varsity sport, as a as a uh, uh, emerging sport. You're, you're required to get to 40 uh, Division One or uh, competitors, and we have done that now with our lead. Uh, and the, the beautiful thing about it is uh, uh, clubs, including the team down south, recently announced that uh, they're going to have women's triathlon at the University of Arizona which is great for the sport. Uh, but we're six for six, proud that we have been the leader in, in, in pushing uh, the upgrades to it. Uh, and, and Cliff English is just a, a marvelous head coach, including uh, the fact that he's a marvelous person. And you get Amber and Liberty, uh, you know, world-class triathletes representing us uh, uh, so, so, so beautifully. So six for six. Uh, and the other beautiful part is, the competition is getting keener and keener because mm-hmm. other really good teams are emerging. And so we were neck and neck with Charlotte uh, uh, really going down to the last uh, uh, finishers in the race. Uh, so we won it, but the margin of victory is starting to shrink because the talent is starting to be dispersed in this beautiful, beautiful sport. Uh, and that's a good thing, too. So uh, women's triathlete uh, triathlon at the collegiate level. Uh, it's up and running and getting better and better, and I'm proud of Arizona State for stepping up and being a leader in pushing that uh, uh, along. Very, very proud of this university. And uh, on a corollary note, it's not often that you'll see Sun Devils saying nice things about Wildcats, but uh, over the course of the fall, Cliff has uh, uh, commented that uh, because of the U of A now sponsoring a triathlon team, that is a big reason why uh, they've reached the 40-school limit to uh, be- make it uh, an official NCAA sport. And, and not only that, but it creates a great potential for in-state competition and Territorial Cup competition between the two programs down the road. It sure does. And, you know, the, the responsibility is to uh, do what's in the best interest of the sport, advance the sport. Uh, and so to finally get uh, University of Arizona on board and TCU is now on board and some others, uh, you know, we're at 44, 45, I think, is the recent number, and continues to grow. Uh, and so the in-state opportunity, 
to own women's triathlon and have great competition in state, including for territorial cup points uh, for the future is just exciting. Uh, and so selfishly, uh, uh, we intend to keep winning championships, but we're also uh, very very open and very proud of the fact that we brought more collegiate triathlete triathlon to the state uh, and will continue to advance the sport. It's a, it's a, it's a good, it's a win-win for all, as they say. Absolutely. A couple of big Thanksgiving weekend home games coming up for Sun Devil ice hockey. The ice devils of head coach Greg Powers will be back home at the mullet to host the Minnesota golden Gophers out of the big 10 conference. The puck will drop at 7 PM each night, this Friday and Saturday, November 25th, and again, November 26th, the seven and six Sun Devils are coming off a pair of losses last weekend on the road at Clarkson University in Potsdam, New York. Uh, the first game of the two was a heartbreaker, a two to one loss in which Clarkson scored the winning goal with 16 seconds left in regulation. The Devils fell 5-3 the following night. So, Ray, I'm sure that uh, Greg and his players are going to be delighted to get back on home ice this weekend against uh, a traditional Big Ten powerhouse in the, the Golden Gophers of Minnesota. Uh, indeed. You know, you go back to Clarkson. Uh, they play some serious hockey there. Uh, and it, it is not just uh, one or two teams. That's where you have a whole bunch of great teams. And that's why we go back there and play that competition. So Clarkson is, is no joke. Uh, our guys came off a, a really exciting win uh, in Vegas. They went there. Uh, now they're coming back fired up to uh, host Minnesota, one of the national uh, powers from the Big Ten. Two games here this weekend. We expect a raucous crowd, including a, a full student section and band section. So uh, if you have the time, folks, come on out. I'm, I'm going to try to hustle back uh, to get there Friday. Uh, but if not, I'll certainly be there Saturday night with the rest of our hockey fans rooting our team on, Tim. Yeah, the student section should pack some leftover turkey, bring it to the game, uh, chow down, and uh, enjoy some hockey on uh, Friday and Saturday against Minnesota. Finally this week, it'll be the final weekend of the season for the Sun Devil volleyball team as Coach Sonia Tomasevich's Sun Devils will be on their home floor for their final two matches. They'll host Utah this Wednesday evening, November 23rd, and then Saturday their Territorial Cup match against the University of Arizona uh, that will tip. Uh, that will begin, I should say, at 4 p.m. on Saturday at Desert Financial Arena. The Sun Devils are coming off a split of their two matches in the Bay Area last weekend. They fell three sets to one to eighth-ranked Stanford on Thursday night and then rallied from being down two sets to one to defeat California 3-2 on Sunday behind a career-high 25 kills from the woman who I think may end up being the team's most valuable player this year, Ray, our guest on the show uh, several weeks ago, Marta Levinska. She's had a terrific season and set a career high in kills, 25 of them in the Cal win. Yeah, I think you can anticipate that. Uh, Marta's just been fabulous all year. Uh, so we split up in the Bay Area, uh, and now we get a chance to finish strong uh, at home, and certainly that match on uh, Saturday afternoon against the team down south will be uh, raucous and fun. Uh, and so, you know, we, we, we encourage people to come out and f see a double hitter. Go to uh, volleyball at four and then uh, go to hockey at seven, uh, uh, right across the street from each there other. That's the beauty of uh, our, 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 our cluster of facilities here, Tim. So it'll be an exciting weekend uh, overall. 
And on that note, we'll drop the curtain on this week's installment of the Anderson Healy Show, and we'll thank you for joining us as well. Thank yous as well go to our show producer, Arizona State Senior Associate Athletic Director, Doug Tamaro. A big uh, shout out to our engineer, Sean Crespin of the Sun Devil Radio Network, and to our marvelous show scheduler, Kim Nelson of Sun Devil Athletics. Ray and I will be back next week with another installment of the Anderson Healy Show, and we do hope that you will make plans to join us. Ray, great visiting with you. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Buffy, and the family, and have a great weekend. And to you and your family, Tim, happy Thanksgiving, and happy Thanksgiving to all of Sun Devil Nation. Uh, And so, go Devils. Go Devils, indeed. Till next time, for Ray Anderson, I'm Tim Healy. We thank you for joining us this week on the Anderson Healy Show. So long, everybody. You've been listening to the Anderson Healy Show, powered by Elevation, the Sun Devils' preferred home energy technology company. Hey, Sun Devil fans, college football is back. So grab your friends in a cold, refreshing Dos Equis lager and make the most out of game day. Dos Equis is the one to score for your tailgate, at the bar, or even watching with your friend who went to that other school. So buy a cold, crisp Dos Equis and get those forks up on game day. Dos Equis, proud partner of the Arizona State Sun Devils. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2022. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. It takes hard work to be the best in the game. Planning, commitment, resilience, sweat. That's why Old Dominion Freight Line, the number one national LTL carrier for quality, works hard to be the best in the game and is proud to support those striving to be the best in theirs. Old Dominion Freight Line, official freight carrier of Sun Devil Athletics, helping the world keep promises. 75% of the electricity you're using is on products that are turned off. And your ceiling fan could cost you up to $5,000 over its lifetime. Sun Devils fans, you know your sports stats. At Elevation, we know the stats that can help save your wallet and the world. Visit PoweredByElevation.com and learn how our full suite of smart solar solutions can make a powerful difference today. Elevation is a proud partner of Sun Devil Athletics. Forks up, bills down. It's now time for the official Game Time Munchies break with a cold, tasty brew from Lagunitas. When you're hungry from raising the pitchforks high, reach for the highly balanced Lagunitas IPA. It's wow with wings, perfection with pizza, and nearly unmatchable with nachos. Their IPA just goes with football food. We're proud to call them the official craft beer of Sun Devil Athletics. The Lagunitas Brewing Company, Petaluma, California. Drink Lagunitas responsibly.